Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. From the border of Liberty and Pro- Prosperity and the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars. Uh, had a bad couple of days here. The border of Liberty and Prosperity did not go too well. Uh, we are a community in mourning here. Our opening has the statement, and you heard it. We are not part of the story, at least not most of the time. Today is not a day like that. Today we are a small part of the story. Like everybody here in our community of New City, New York. Today, we are memorializing Ornella, Gabriel, and Liam Morgan, victims of a murder-suicide committed by their father. We're going to share some thoughts from my friend Kenneth Grasso. Uh, He's the CEO of Catalyst Peak Ventures and someone who I am fortunate to call a friend. He wrote a very heartfelt social media posts this weekend and I'm with his permission I will share it for and this is a, a, a extremely rare I don't have words to express my feelings on the subject uh, at least not anything that would be constructive Ken always seems to have the right words uh, to be constructive, and I'm going, with his permission, I'll share them. I do have some questions. I'm an investigator, like most of us other safety professionals. I do have some extremely controversial comments, but that's not for this segment of the program. Rest in peace, Ornella, Gabriel, and Liam. If you or someone you know are experiencing feelings of suicide or have any other crisis call needs, call or text 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. So what happened? Something horrible. Uh, we uh, It made the national news, unfortunately. And... Uh, This is from uh, WABC 7. This happened uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. The story is from Saturday morning. Uh, We do not have any other information, at least official information. Of course, people do talk to us here, uh, and I'm not free to really share some of the information. I I think it's speculation, to be honest with you. So we don't try to stick with concrete facts. Year, rather than speculation. Uh, 
Four family members were found dead in Rockland County, uh, in a Rockland County home early Saturday after an apparent murder-suicide, police say. The deceased have been identified as members of the Morgan family. The father, age 49, Ornella Morgan, and two sons, Liam and Gabriel, ages 10 and 12. Police responded to the new city, uh, to the home in New City just before 12.30 a.m. to perform a welfare check. The father was a police officer for in Westchester, in a town in Westchester County, Bronxville, and he didn't show up to work, so they did a, uh, a wellness check. The, uh, they were all pronounced dead, apparent murder-suicide. How did I find out about this? Uh, so this story was 1146 uh, p.m., right, on Saturday, uh, sometime around 1 uh, p.m. in the afternoon. I got a call from a friend of mine, uh, Jay, not Jay Allen, it's another Jay. And he had said, hey, dude, did you hear about something going on on such and such a street? And I said, no, I heard nothing about it. About a half an hour later, my wife uh, had received some notifications that the police were going to make an announcement uh, as far as what was going to happen. It's sometime later. I don't have the exact time. And she, they, she was uh, told by someone to please keep her eyes and ears open uh, because it's going to be shocking and you're going to want to hear it uh, from uh, the person who contacted her first not one of the, uh, not off the impersonal TV. So uh, we have a Moms of New City uh, text message chain going on. Uh, she's a member of. We were there in horror. And uh, how do we know the family? We know the family uh, pretty well. Two years ago, I was the baseball coach, one of the assistant Little League coaches for the younger son, Liam. Uh, now, a couple of years ago, he's a couple of years, I think uh, two years younger than my son, no, one year younger than my son. But because of COVID, they had to combine age levels and things of that nature to make complete teams. So I was fortunate enough to be an assistant coach with the father. Uh, and, you know, uh, assistant coaches don't do much. It's really the managers that do everything. We're there to help out where we can. Sometime after Little League, when Little League ended, Liam was very upset because of the camaraderie and everything else. I had to come. Uh, I, and it, that was the day I realized that maybe I was becoming a coach because I had to comfort somebody who, a child at the end of the season didn't and no they, they lost the last game and he didn't realize that was it very upset told them there'd be more baseball games not the way we want uh, we hope things worked out with him and his brother who were baseball players we also uh, knew them through the scouting.
he was uh, Liam, the younger one, ten years old, was a Cub Scout. Saw them at all those Cub Scout events. The older brother Gabriel was a year ahead of my son in Boy Scouts. Got to interact with them. Great family, Ornella, the mother. Great woman, loving woman. My son James, well, upon hearing about this, said Ornella was one of the really, really nice people, mom and dad. Wonderful people. All reports were that they were wonderful people. Like I said, I don't have really the right thing to say here. Offering my condolences to the survivors isn't enough. I know it's not enough. But I can do what I do here and try to use this platform to try to heal, try to find solutions, to have conversations, very uncomfortable conversations like we're going to have later on tonight. My friend... Uh, Ken Grasso, as I mentioned, had posted something here. Uh, this was, I believe, on Sunday evening. And it's something that, uh, uh, no, he, no, it's a different point of view that we don't often hear with this. And it was written as only Ken could write this. Hello, friends. As many of you have learned, our Rockland uh, county community recently experienced a horrific tragedy. Many of us find ourselves either sitting alone with our thoughts or talking with others and asking them the same questions. What, why, how, etc. I find myself doing the same and also continuing to search for the lesson. What keeps coming to mind is quote-unquote gender expectations and the pressure we as men put on ourselves. And women reading this, please don't take this post as me ignoring you, you. As I can only imagine the expectations society and you yourselves put on you as well. But I feel more suited to discuss how I, as a man, feel, especially given the recent events. We have men, we as men, all have fears and thoughts that we feel we need to hide from the world. Each and every day, we wake up and do our best to put on a smile, pump out our chest, dress in our armor, and mount the horse to show our strength to the rest of the world, especially to the ones we love. We want to be their rock, assure them everything will be okay, make sure they are safe and that they feel loved. Even when we feel our lowest, many of us feel we cannot show them the cracks in our armor be vulnerable or they may lose their sense of safety or feel we are not worthy to be there to protect them. We do not want them to suffer. So we just take it on and carry it with us. And when we run out of the room to file it away, we find a quiet place away from everyone to let it out in our own ways. Tears, exercise, substance abuse, screaming, etc. It's okay to admit that we were struggling and to ask for help. It is okay to put that put away the smile, shed the armor and let the horse rest. 
doesn't make us weak or less of a man. In fact, it takes courage to seek help and to talk about our feelings. I know this is easier said than done, as I am guilty of this, and especially as I sit here and reflect on a very challenging year for me personally. Every 11 minutes, someone commits suicide. To put that into perspective, it is going to take me 30 minutes before I am done with this post, so it is possible that three people may have committed suicide during that time. Mind-blowing. Here is a call to my fellow brothers. If you're feeling overwhelmed or contemplating hurting yourself or others, please know that you don't have to follow through. Reach out to a family member, a friend, a therapist, and or you can always reach out to me as I promise to listen without judgment and to offer you the compassion and empathy you deserve. By the way, this is Jim talking. He's the kind of person who would do that. I can almost guarantee you that nothing you are thinking is not something that I have at one time thought. Remember, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Also, it is not a bad idea to put the following contact in your phone. Suicide hotline call text 988. Please consider putting it in and now, as hopefully you will never need it, but just in case it will be there and you will not have to think about it. Please keep in mind, these are just my thoughts as I'm not a therapist. I'm just a man trying to be the best version of himself and to be the best husband and dad I can be. May Watson, Ornella, Gabe, and Liam rest in peace. They will be greatly missed, leaving a huge void and hole in our hearts. And my dear friend and forever brother, Michael O'Neill, and all the others in my life that I've taken or attempted to take their lives, you are missed and loved. Let us all learn from this tragedy and be there for one another. The uh, text, the post also has a photo here uh, that says a lot too, a meme. You'd be surprised at how many times that a man sits in his car or his bed, in the bathroom, in the living room, and holds his tears because he's dead-ass stressed or lost or confused or hurt or ready to give up. But when he shows his face again, he looks perfectly fine, unbothered, and he still manages to make us to manages to smile and go about his business like nothing happened. Men are some of the most resilient, overlooked, and in the mind underappreciated to go through so much. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you for letting me share this. We're going to take a brief break here and then we're going to go into some commentary i'm probably going to release this part of the video as a standalone we're going to talk about goals and everything tomorrow and i'm just going to cut it short here and call it a night here this has been very uh stressful uh we're going to for me talk about this I'm shocked I didn't break down in the middle of this. Uh, And we will come back tomorrow and see you tomorrow.
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thank you.